0: Hello and welcome back to Uniquely Created. I'm Chrissy and I'm glad you're joining me for Mindflow Monday. So I'm an only child. This means I grew up not really understanding sibling rivalry. I didn't have anyone to argue with, to be jealous of, or to get on my last nerve. While I always wanted a brother or a sister, I'm now realizing that there were some perks to not having one. Because my boys, sibling rivalry is in full effect. People tell me that when they grow up, they'll be glad they have each other, but we have not reached that stage. So for now, they're not happy about having each other. It's a daily bickering, arguing, and brotherly love, right? Now, I don't tolerate tattling. It drives me nuts. While my youngest is the bigger tattler, they're both guilty of it. They love to come and tell me what the other one has done wrong and why he needs to be punished for it. The funny thing is that generally, it's something they're just as guilty of. At which point you just have to turn and say, hey pot, the kettle is calling, you're black. Now they're perfectly fine with not getting in trouble themselves for the same behavior, right? That's fine. But when they see the other one, no way. It's suddenly an issue that his brother gave him rug burn. When I dig into the situation to find out that he basically wrestled him to the ground first because there was an argument over a hamper, that shouldn't matter. Or I hear that one of them won't give back the other's notebook. Now, was this a notebook that he originally stole from his brother anyway? Yes, but that doesn't matter. What matters is that they just wanna see the other punished while they get off scot-free. You know the amazing thing about God? He lets all of us off the hook. He extends the same forgiveness and grace to all of us. But sometimes we're not okay with that because we judge others as being maybe not worthy of that forgiveness. We get a little bent out of shape This week I was reading Jonah, and I remember just how much I love that story, because I think sometimes God calls us to do things that, well, they're tough. And we know that God called Jonah to Nineveh. Jonah was not having it, so he tried to go the opposite way, to Tarshish. You know the story. God sent a storm, the people on the ship figured out it was because of Jonah, and he had them throw him overboard to stop it. Fish comes, swallows Jonah, Jonah cries out to God. The fish throws Jonah back up onto the land, and Jonah does as he had been commanded and went to Nineveh. Rebellion from God turned to obedience. And when Jonah got there, the people of Nineveh listened. They changed their ways. They fasted. God decided not to destroy them after all. Happy ending, right? No. Because Jonah, Jonah wasn't happy. Look at Jonah chapter 4, starting in verse 2. He prayed to the Lord, Isn't this what I said, Lord, when I was still at home? This is what I tried to forestall by fleeing to Tarshish. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, Lord, take away my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. But the Lord replied, Is it right for you to be angry? Was Jonah right to be angry? The Ninevites had certainly not been living as they should. They were violent, warlike, disobedient, were, because things changed. They repented, they changed, they turned back to God. But that wasn't enough for Jonah. He wanted them punished. Where was the justice? The funny thing is, it's almost as though he forgot that when the story began, we saw him on his own disobedient run, turned from God's orders. He didn't just end up in the belly of a fish, but he also turned back to obedience and set things right. God doesn't distinguish. The truth is that none of us do anything to earn God's forgiveness, but he offers it anyway. That's where we see the power of his love. We all fall short. And God made a way to get to us anyway, because he loves us. When the Ninevites turned their ways, God didn't think, man, now I don't get to seek justice. He rejoiced because more people were turning towards him, towards the right way. When we start pointing fingers at others, we minimize God's intent and Jesus's sacrifice. When we point at other people saying, but have you seen them? Do you know them? Nowhere is there written that there is a scale, that some things will be forgiven, but others, they just go too far, or that God loves some of us more than others. We have to remember that in how we treat people, how we approach people. We are never going to help people understand God's love if we continue to point out their shortcomings, if we expect them to be punished for them, or if we treat them as less than. Because in God's eyes, we are all treasured, all worthy of love, and all have the same opportunity to receive his forgiveness. God will correct and help people want to turn towards his way of living. Our job is just to point them towards him. Thanks for joining me today. Remember, you can always find more Uniquely Created on Facebook or Instagram. And if you know someone who you think would like this podcast, pass it on. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon.